You're listening to Legion of Substitute Podcasters, episode number 13. In this one, somebody cacks it. Welcome to Legion of Substitute Podcasters, episode 13. I am Paul French, and today I am beset by Snow Lad. Because I just I just think calling myself Polar Boy is just, you know, it's been done. That that has been done, it's true. <laughs> I am Darren Noel, and I am Bolt Boy, because I just went and saw um, Walt Disney's Bolt today. And it was actually pretty cute. Cool. And I'm Rick Croxton, and I am met Infectious last Girl, am I glad? <laughs> Are you trying to tell us something, Rick? I don't know where I'm going with this, but wow. <laughs> After enjoying a nice Thanksgiving a while back, where my uh, infectious lass was uh, looking like a lot like my seven-year-old granddaughter. Oh, there you oh. go. Yet another arch foe for the Legion of Substitute Podcasters to face. <laughs> well, at least for Rick, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> well, you could say I met one of the original Legion of Substitute Heroes. In, indeed yeah. you did. Indeed you did. And now, you lost how much weight as a result? Oh, wow. Oh, not enough. No, uh, it never, well, it never is, Rick. It never is. Um, <laughs> and, and actually, by the time this episode airs, this is going to be the actually the first episode of 2009. So a happy new year to everybody who lives in the future. While we're happy new year. Woohoo. Yeah. <laughs> So, so there you go. There you go. Um, what what day is this going out? January fifth, right? I believe that's the one. Yeah. Okay, fifteen more days, my fellow Americans. Fifteen more days. <laughs> We've made it this far. We can do another two weeks. Okay, <laughs> just stay intoxicated. Okay. So, uh, it'll be January fifth, huh? January well, I have 5th. somebody to say happy birthday to. Go ahead. Aww. It's uh, my grandson. He's going to turn thirteen. Nice, Clayton Chapman. Well, that's that's ironic since this is episode thirteen. Yeah, <laughs> isn't that neat? Isn't that neat? So, uh, so happy birthday! That's very cool. Very cool. So, uh, does he listen to the show, Rick? Uh, well, I made sure and downloaded all the shows we had up to date awesome. for him to listen on his, as my wife would call it, his PCP, or as he might call it, PSP. <laughs> the kids shouldn't be playing with PCP. Does your wife know that? Hey, that's that's not good. The kid is I mean, they big... call it other things, you know. <laughs> oh, that's too funny. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, so um, so uh, Rick, you you mentioned that you uh, that you, that you got yourself a bunch of back issues uh, uh, today. Oh yeah, I picked up a bunch for oh about fifteen of them for five for a dollar. Yeah, like a Badger number one, Clockwork Girl, Doctor Blink, E Man. Uh, grounded, Hero by Night, Hero Camp, Miss Stalkers, which is a pretty good little series, yeah. Rocketeer uh, off the movie, and True Story, I Swear to God. Cool. Then in the 50 <laughs> Swear to God. Stuff, <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, stuff, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of that book. I I, I think uh, Tom Bielan's doing put together a really great book there. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, I'm reading a few of them off the uh, web strip. Yeah, yeah, it's it, it's a, it's a great story. I picked up the the big phone book archive that, that they put out, 
and yeah, it, it, get... it, it collected all of the uh, all of the um, independent series before we joined up with Image, and um, yeah, it's a great read. Like I I, I blew through that so fast because it was just it, it, you know I just couldn't put it down. So that's a fun. Well, the fifty cent stuff I picked up uh, about twenty four twenty five books off of there. I have uh, that. Adventures of Superman number six hundred two, the Persuaders Punishment. I just got that yeah. just because of the, you know, that cover. Oh yeah. Uh, then I got the uh, nineteen eighty five Who's Who number one. I've been slowly picking them up for pretty cheap. Oh, that so, brings me to my rant. I'm so glad that you brought that up. Yeah, go ahead, Darren. You know what I want in two thousand and nine? I know Final Crisis isn't over yet. I get it. But we haven't had a new Who's Who from DC in how long? It's been uh, since what the early to mid nineties. Yeah. Yeah, when they had it, the notebook ones. Yeah, the notebook one. It's time for a new one, and I don't mean you know the whole write your writers into a corner by saying these characters can only do this. I mean tell us what they've done up till now and leave yeah. the door open for future exploration. Mm-hmm. I know one of the complaints about who's who is well, you know, if we say such and such can only do such and such and such and such, like the Green Lantern power ring does not affect yellow. Well, that's obviously changed. Yeah, I I think comic book readers nowadays are sophisticated enough to understand that plot twists can happen and new developments will occur, and that's what continuity is all about. So I would love in the next new year to see a new Who's Who, be it after Final Crisis. That's wonderful. Yeah, but take your time with it, develop it wonderfully, and and put it out there. I know at least fifty people who will buy it right now. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's yeah. one of those things where a lot of people, you know, they've complained about, oh, you know, we don't know these characters that are showing up in Final Crisis or in whatever. And, and you know, while we do have some ways where we can find some information, it's kind of nice to get sort of that official touch to it. Yeah, the official word. And I would love to see them use the format that they use for the Green Lantern secret files during yeah, the Sinestro Corps War. Yeah, that was amazing. And I would love to see that again for the DCU Yeah, proper. Well, when in the original series they had was uh, some updates. They did. Like they the did the 87, 87 80, and yeah, 88. And, mm-hmm. and then they did the loose leaf binder format, which came out uh, sort of uh, early 90s. So it would have been like, right. I think it would have started around 92, if I remember correctly. I think uh, right and, after Zero Hour, because I've, I've got those. Oh, it was, so. it was before Zero Hour. Um, Somewhere around that area. Yeah, before Zero, because like, I've got those. Yeah, cause yeah I, it was I before Zero Hour because Green Lantern was still Hal Jordan. That's so. right. And uh, it was just when, because it was just when that 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 story had that series had started, because uh, Pat Broderick did the art on uh, on on his uh, on his page, and um, yeah, so so it would have been sort of as I say, like ninety sort of ninety two range, because I I just remember I was um, I was still I was still in university at the time, and I graduated from there in in ninety three, so. Um, yeah, so so it had to have started before then, and I think the binder was already pretty full uh, by that point. So, you know, I th- well, although we probably had a few more issues to go, and and I liked that one because you know I could sort of reorganize them by uh, by team and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, and yeah, oh, and that was that was a nice feature. That was a totally nice feature, but not necessary. No, and not I at will, all. Not I will all. trade like seven crappy miniseries. Countdown Arena. I'm looking at you. <laughs> in exchange for a decent who's who well done by the dc staff without a doubt without a doubt I, you know they know that they could sell it because people are always asking them for it um you know and there was there was talk about there was a proposed showcase that was going to basically be the reprinted who's who which yeah. hasn't shown up a, a year after they promised yeah. it so 
what's going on with the who's who thing, yeah. Dan? And and you know and but you, see because you remember that the the who's who used to be the big brand and then of course the brand, the next brand was this was these secret files and origins which would show up from time to time. Um, I actually when I picked up the uh, when I finally got a hold of the Green Lantern one, I also picked up the two thousand five Green Lantern secret files um, as well as an Aquaman secret files, and. Um, so so yeah, I mean it, that that's kind of become the new brand, and it goes ca- sort of character specific. But you know the thing is, if I'm if I'm not reading Aquaman, I might not pick up his secret files. Whereas if it's who's who, you know who's who's who, like those leaf, loose leaf binder ones, for example, led me to so many other comics. Mm-hmm. Uh, the original right. Who's Who series led me to so much stuff that I wasn't reading because I would read their Who's Who entry and I would be like, hey. That sounds cool. That sounds like there's yeah. been some great stories in there. I got to check this out. Another series that was really great, it came out about the same time, was The Secret Origins. That was yeah, the... Secret Origins started right after Crisis. And that was the which, one that yeah, Roy Thomas was doing. During Crisis. I think it was during Crisis, wasn't it? Was it? Because, uh, yeah, because you had the Golden Age Superman and Batman. Uh, yes, but but there was uh, he he did say uh, it, it it came out just after Crisis, um, and he but he still was allowed to include those origins. But he did make a point of you know hey these guys no longer exist etc cetera, etc. Cetera. <laughs> Nothing to see here. Move on. God. Move on. <laughs> um, but there were some great issues in that. The 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 ones that uh, stand out to me particularly there's the Crimson Avenger one was was yeah. amazing. That was great. And. Um, there was there were a lot of great ones in in that run, and I liked the way that then when they when they moved to like you know doing two characters at a time, they would actually have those uh, those things sort of linked in some way, and so there was some sort of thematic link as to why they would include those two characters. Maybe they were created by the same person. Maybe they were. Um, you know they had similar powers or 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 you know all these different things or or you know they were both you know named for birds um you know that kind of thing so it it, it was really really pretty cool and uh and and yeah i kind of missed that series too and it's um and especially after now we have we have multiverses going on in the dcu now the tangent universe is around yeah we're getting the milestone characters folded into the dcu proper we're getting the impact characters again folded yep. into the dcu ca- proper yep. there are a lot of new things going on and new characters have been created and new characters are being brought in to interact with our old standbys and throwing people into the deep end i understand that we're legion fans we love the deep end <laughs> seriously we do yeah we but live i there. didn't i didn't read the milestone characters the only thing i know is static shock from the saturday morning cartoon and he's only known which, as static yeah exactly and i yep. love him love him but I don't know the backstory and all that stuff of, of I have no idea whatever happened to him. Yeah, and well, I would love to see him. just the give me the bullet of what I need to know about this character so that I can keep moving on and enjoying him yeah. further. Yeah, and he's the only one I know of. I mean, yeah, so. I, I, I I missed out on a lot of that stuff. I um I there was a, a one point I think there was a crossover in Superman. And yeah. I seem to remember that those they came with like these stick on cover things, you know. It was the nineties. <laughs> yeah. Oh. So I remember think that's the all. Eclipso? Well, yeah, exactly. And it w- with the have black been far diamond inset. <laughs> yes, exactly. Oh, shudder. Exactly. Oh yeah, the old. It was a dark stand. age, my children. It was a dark age. <laughs> so so yeah, there's a there's a lot of that uh, a lot of that stuff going on, and uh, you know. 
it, it's just it's just one of those things where it's like you know give give people an end give them something to because as I say if I have to hunt for the information I'm going to hunt for the information that I need whereas if you put a whole bunch of the information out there it's going to generate that interest for me and you know like I hadn't read the um, Alan Moore's Swamp Thing until Who's Who came out and it was just like what this sounds awesome I gotta I gotta mm. get this. And the one thing that really did take me off about the early Who's Who, and they corrected it as they went along, was yeah. the whole one page per character, no matter what. Yeah, yeah. And sometimes, yeah, and sometimes they would put half a page if, they, if it was a minor Bat villain or whatever. But putting Batman on one page... You can't do that. ...was painful, but they did. Yeah, <laughs> they did. And then they, then they revised later, it later, would... but... They did a lot of uh, two-page spreads. I mean, I've got some of them myself, but... Uh... I yeah, they did the two-page updates, spreads though. for yeah. teams and things, but give the character enough room for you to explain what we need to know about them. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I mean, we, we understand. Like, oh, yeah, okay. we got people like Batman's been around for 70 years. You have to do... You know what? Than... Do a good job of explaining the character and and generating some excitement about the stories, and you will get more readers. That's that's right. the totally. bottom. That's the bottom line of you know we know what's in it for us. It's because we want to read that stuff. What's in it for them is that we will bu- not only will we buy that stuff, but it might lead us to pick up other series. And also give us the different costume. If there's a major costume change, for example, like Black mm-hmm. Lightning. Yeah, he's had you know some different changes that way. Oh, that's who he is. He's had some different. Co- he's like had a bunch of different costumes this year, I think. I mean, <laughs> yeah, seriously. Well, I'm just talking about you. you could, no, I know. I say, know. Just three or four it. of his uh, different changes. Yeah. So that or Nightwing, way, you have for instance. Seen, yeah. yeah, or Nightwing. He's changed to the point where you would not recognize him from his first Nightwing outfit. Well, there, he is there, I mean, there's there's some there's you know there's some commonality, but it's it's very different. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah. It used to be more like blue and yellow, more brighter. Now it's blue and dark blue, black. and and it had black. it had a wicked disco collar. Boy, oh, howdy. Yeah. Make Karate he Kid more bow his head in shame. Put Karate yeah. Kid to shame. <laughs> yeah. The one oh, part I didn't like about Nightwing was when he had those little glider wings going on, when he just flying th- instead of just uh, doing yeah, his. Yeah, that was a bad idea. That was, but yeah, that it was, was the bad. 90s, so, yes. you know. Yeah. He was flying everywhere. Yeah, so, so he had so that please, mullet. Bob Wayne of DCU, please stop crappy miniseries. DCU decisions. I'm looking at you, and um, <laughs> give us a who's who. That'd be wonderful. You'll get my money that way. Thank you. Yeah, do a decent do who's who for the Legion. Yeah. Yeah, I got that seven issue one, but you can't do the Legion in seven issues. <laughs> I mean, well, Darren, remember when you did that one on the forums? Yeah. Yeah. I was I was keeping it and put it into a word file, <laughs> and we're not talking. Seven issues, which is like 22 pages or so, 20, whatever, how many pages there is in each issue. Yeah. That's only like 100 pages okay. or so. Bob, and when, when Dan, Darren did it. Never mind. Um, hire me, and I'll do yeah, who's who of the I Legion. I think you had like Thank 300 you. pages, didn't you? <laughs> it was something insane like that, yeah. It, and, and to keep it in the family, I think that that, uh, that they should have <laughs> – it should be the Darren the, the Darrens of two worlds doing it. So let's Ooh, have, and have Darren do the art. He would yeah, be great. Yeah, Darren Goodhart doing the art in that and, uh, and, and, and Darren Noel writing it. I, I'm, I'm and our it. version of the Legion will be the D&D Legion, which will completely confuse everyone. <laughs> oh. <laughs> the D&D Legion. Oh, God. That's hilarious. Roll for initiative, monkey boy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, speaking of That's the Legion. Walk into a room, and there's a big, angry Viking there. What do you do? 
<laughs> anyway. Anyway. Um, <clears throat> so, Adventure Comics uh, 302. Yes, 302, 302 the Fantastic it 302? Spy. It is 302. Is it 302? Right? It's 303. No, 303. 303. Sorry. 303. Now, I noticed that they don't give us a cover here, so I'm assuming that the Legion was not on the cover of that issue. I, I would I would assume yeah. that they were not on the cover of this one. Yeah. So, but this is Siegel and Forte, yet again. Yeah. Now, so, so yeah, it takes place, as they say on the first page, it still takes place on the... In the 21st, 21st century. century. See, yeah. you know, this is going to be the, uh, you know, another thing to add to the uh, to the drinking, the drinking game, game that Matt's been <laughs> compiling is, is you know, basically every time Paul gets really angry about the whole 21st century thing and makes a point of pointing it out, take a drink. Um, just another thing to point out on this first uh, splash panel here is that we, we, you'll note that the name plates once again have the powers on. That well, Super. I think there's a reason for that. We haven't seen Chameleon Boy in a long time, and so they had to sneak in what he does. Yeah, he he was in right the background because he last actually issue. does something in this. <laughs> yeah, he was just episode. in the background last issue. He just kind of you know cheered for some boy coming back to the team, and uh, but but last in the last issue, the uh, they didn't have the uh, the name the powers listed on the name tiles. Now it's back. So yep. all is right with it's the world back. again. Now so, what are Bouncy Boy and Cat Chameleon Boy doing? Well, we'll get to them. Yeah, <laughs> we'll get to them. So, um, so we start off with uh, basically the whole thing is that uh, Saturn, uh, that that Cosmic Boy says he has information that one of the Legionnaires is a traitor, and he's ordering her to read the minds with the with her super thought power and figure out who the guilty spy is. But then somebody and Sunboy up- asks the obvious question, which is, "What if she's the betrayer?" <laughs> and and Lightning Lad says, "Choke." We now distrust one another. Aww. <laughs> so like, those other, like the other stories with them kicking people out and hazing wasn't bad enough. Now we have a traitor. <laughs> so um, so Cosmic Boy and Brainiac 5 are in a hospital um, of the far Hello, distant 21st. Nurse. Hello, nurse. <laughs> nice. Um, so Lightning Lad and Sunboy were apparently uh, injured in a rocket crash uh, earlier that day, and so they want to take they want to be able to see them. And it turns out there's a famous Martian specialist. He's a specialist in fourth dimensional surgery, in fact, who is going to be operating on on the friends on on them soon. Do they know that these are three dimensional beings, not fourth dimensional beings? <laughs> Just a be, question. Yes, there could be a problem. <laughs> Um, and, and so anyway, so they go in there and they give them gifts and, uh, they, you know, lightning lad gets, um, some, uh, movie goggles in which he can watch a movie of himself using his lightning powers. And And, it's, (laughs) and, uh, and, and Brainiac five says to some boy, look at the ring through this some boy. And he looks at this, uh, he looks at this ring, and he can see little uh, little t- living animals inside the hollow gem. And it turns out that they were uh, descendants of creatures that were reduced to the microscopic size by the shrinking rate of my villas- villainous great-great-great-grandfather, of course, the original Brainiac. And mm-hmm. uh, so, yes, it's like, look, he shrunk these things, and I give them away as gifts. Exactly. <laughs> and some boy's looking at like he's in his natural habitat right there. In bed, smiling. <laughs> He's saying, All right. Um, oh yeah. So, <laughs> giggity, giggity. 
<laughs> so the original uh so basically you've got he talks about how he's really sad that he's the descendant of such a wicked man what that means is this is going to come into play um <clears throat> pretty much yeah so dr landro the famous martian specialist who really just looks like any of us um <laughs> he comes in and and basically he's insisted on on operating on them per- personally and he's not even going to charge them for it um <laughs> Turn, Dr. Camille out... would be very angry with this doctor. <laughs> Absolutely. He just wants them to sign the sign the Don't you understand the Legion is a cash cow for the medical professional? <laughs> <laughs> so basically he he um uses the fourth dimension to get through skin and uh and flesh. So in other words, what it means is that he doesn't actually have to cut. So uh so what he does is he actually puts this uh this capsule into um into uh, some boy's ankle and also inserts a similar capsule into Lightning Lad's uh, damaged knee and they'll be cured in a few days. So, so glad you said knee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um, <clears throat> anyway, so a week later, um, some boy and Lightning Lad are, are back and they're they're back with the club and uh, so they're they're very. And we happy. should we should do a little roll call here because we haven't seen some of these in a long time. Go ahead with that, Darren. Um, left to right, real quick: Triplicate Girl, Saturn Girl, Chameleon Boy, Cosmic Boy, Lightning Lad, Sun Boy, Bouncing Boy, Matter Eater Lad. Ooh, yeah. he's new. <laughs> he just started. and Shrinking Violet. And and when you look at Shrinking Violet, you just know that's her just because of that expression on her face, right? Yeah. She looks so sad, doesn't she? And yeah. she looks so much older. She does. Actually. It's the it's the worry. It's lines. the hair. Yes, it's the hairstyle. <laughs> well, there's that. So, so we're meeting a new member of the team. Darren, you want to give us yeah. the uh, the background on Matter Eater Lad? Sure thing. It is the last Legionnaire to join under Cosmic Boy's leadership tenure. This is Tenzel Kim of the planet Bismol. <laughs> Matter Eater Lad, <laughs> who has the ability to do what, kids? That's right, eat matter. Any matter. It doesn't matter. <laughs> matter Eater Lad um, is basically one of those characters who who <laughs> doesn't get a lot of play in the Legion. <laughs> he, he shows up in stories specifically tailored for his specific ability, typically. It's when he shows up when it's not something that's typical that I find him most effective, actually. Yeah. Um, like in that next panel, he's using his powers to eat the ray gun, and mm, it tastes good. <laughs> and Matarila explains how everything on Bismol that's organic is poisonous, and so Bismolians developed the ability to eat all kinds of uh, metal objects instead. Hmm. Okay, makes sense to me. If I was starving, suddenly I decide to eat the kitchen sink, yeah, that would work. Um, <laughs> yeah, right so, here, say, uh, justice gradually evolution transform our race so we could eat anything without being harmed yeah yeah over eons microbes <laughs> made all food there poisonous <laughs> yeah I well love and then you see matter your lad's application of his ability down below as he breaks out cosmic boy of sun boy out of a um jail cell um <coughs> yeah the art on that could have like yeah. used some help so <laughs> yeah that, it's pretty rough that, that's, that's <laughs> yeah that's um, just rock yeah, it's wrong on so many different levels. And so, <laughs> yes. Tenzel, um, Tenzel um, is actually a legionnaire who saves the legion's bacon once in a very big way, but in yeah. doing so, um, goes insane. 
Um, he eventually gets his insanity cured. Um, he had left the Legion um, way before then. To, he was drafted into politics into his home planet. And I think that was a nice way of getting rid of what they termed a useless character. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then um, he came back during a Legion of Substitute special in which the Legion of Subs and Matter Your Lad helped fend off a um, Pulsar Stargrave in Invasion, <laughs> which um, is a classic for many other reasons. But sorry, no ambush bug in that story, as I recall. No, no. And, and Matter Your Lad didn't really... Um, do much with the Legion after that point um, through the Baxter run. He shows up in the five-year gap, however, as a lawyer oh, and, and is very, very, very good at lawyering. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, Tenzel for the Defense is his classic story. Oh, and story. That we'll, when we get to that, it is a wonderful five-year gap story. And then Tenzel goes away at zero hour, like all the other Legionnaires did. Um, I don't think he showed up in the um, Archies as as a matter of lad. Did he show up as Tenzel? I'm honestly not sure. I'm not sure either. So yeah. I'll, I'll do more research on that just to make sure. But I know he showed up as a, a U United Science or United Planets um, lawyer. In the three boot, and okay. he bit off Lightning Lord's finger, which hey, yes. I found funny. <laughs> it actually made me giggle because it reminded me of Tenzel for the defense. Well, and I liked <laughs> I liked the way that they had made him. You know, like he, you know, he, this is a character that was a lawyer. He was a politician, so they made him a bureaucrat in the three boot, and I and I kind of liked that. Um. Sorry, and this is this is Cosmic Boy's last, I think, story as leader, actually. Yeah, yeah. Oh, sorry. Uh, just uh, just to back up, um, uh, according to uh, to Wikipedia, uh, after the events of the Zero Hour miniseries, mini when Legion Continuity was completely rebooted, Tenzel Cam, along with Bouncing Boy, uh, were recast as a part of the Legion's civilian support staff. So oh, he was the chef. He was the chef. That's right. He was the <laughs> chef. Oh, how could I forget that? So he, uh, he I will punish myself later. <laughs> so he never uh, joined the team, though he did help the team out during several battles when the group's base was attacked. Unlike his zero-hour counterpart, Tenzel's spit is similar to acid. Yeah. So there you go. Uh, and that was the one thing. If you're going to do anything with Tenzel, you needed to up his factor of, yeah. of the acid being a little more useful to the Legion, which would include spitting, I would assume. Yeah. But, of course, no one spit in the 60s, so that we, can, we can't show that. So. <laughs> yeah, I can say, oh, what's your superpower? Well, I can spit acid. Watch. Pooey. Yeah. Um, yeah, well... In the hands of the right writer, it would absolutely, be absolutely, absolutely. Now, uh, just something interesting here um, in the after, after we uh, after he talks about you know. So I know what you're thinking. Uh, so so he's an unusual unusual freak. So what? That doesn't qualify him for Legion membership. And that's when he talks about eating through the the bars, and 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 actually that somehow gets them to swear him in. But here's what's really interesting is what Cosmic Boy says in the next uh, panel. The Science Police Commission has asked us to guard a shipment of Energite. The Science Police. It's the first time they've actually been described as such. Yeah. Um, I think we had the World Police uh, mentioned previously. So this is the first time they mentioned the Science Police, and that's the one that actually stuck and actually continues to this day, has evolved through all, all reboots of the Legion. You know, the Science Police have always been there. 
and uh, and and you know they end up being a, a pretty important part of the uh, of of the legion overall. So um, we end up with uh, with bouncing boy and lightning lad uh, heading off to this uh, this craft with the uh, with the um, energites and. Uh, <laughs> and I thought this was kind of interesting. What they were doing, they described it as a, as an old Sputnik satellite, mm -hmm. and um, and so they, there's a, a huge space creature that's grabbed this little Sputnik, and uh, so they've got to do something. So they chase after it, and it turns out that that this is that it leaves a vapor trail. So it turns out that this beast is not actually a beast, but rather is a. Uh, it's a um, ship of some sort, yeah, probably. basically. And so it turns out that it's heading toward Bismol. And uh, so, basically, uh, they they go chasing after it, and it looks like they're kind of worried. Like, oh, that doesn't sound like a good thing, you know? What makes you? What, what do you think when uh, when the guy we just inducted turns out these criminals are headed to his planet? So, um, so basically, um, the 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 science police chief calls them and says, "Hey, look, we only told you guys, which means this one of you one of you is who spilled the beans." So you know they're they're thinking well you know they don't want to believe that one of them is a, is a traitor so they they use their anti spying indicator and it turns <laughs> out there are no <laughs> no secret microphones uh, because if there were the indicator ray's color would have turned from yellow to red so so uh, Mattery the lad says choke what happens if it turns to burnt sienna <laughs> <laughs> I think that means that you've just got someone who's a little perturbed. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, so they, so it's they're in the dark, um, and Cosmic Boy says that they the science police have assigned them to guard a tiny doomsday bomb. It's going to be delivered by an <laughs> Earth Tube Express car. It's just a little doomsday bomb. Uh, but listen, this to the United Nations weapons arsenal on the other side of the world. So apparently, the United Nations is still around. Um, <laughs> so if you know, of course, if if it were to be delivered by plane and and the plane crashed, then and if a whole, whole continent would be lost, but basically, um, if it goes off inside the uh, inside the Earth, only those in the tube car would die. So he says, "I'll handle this dangerous job along with Chameleon Boy." So, <laughs> you want no me to handle you. this, Paul? Please, I'm an expert. <laughs> yes, absolutely. So, so Cosmic Boy is there, and he's convincing his date Chameleon Boy to change into someone appropriate for him, and. And Cam chooses a fetching blue and white um, strapless number <laughs> with the choker with the um, blue hair. Sorry, choker. That's it's kind a, of very – choker. It, yeah, yeah it, it's very B. Arthur but like missing like two feet. So. <laughs> wait, wait. Did Rob Liefeld draw that panel? I'm oh, sorry. Oh, oh, two feet, well, right. Two, right. Two feet on B. Arthur's height, not two feet <laughs> for Cam. I'm sure when Cam you know, morphs himself, he knows what, where anatomy goes. Well, <laughs> and um, then, of course, Cam <laughs> spices up the pot by saying, we're going to have to put on a lovey-dovey act to fool everyone, but don't overdo it, Buster, or pal. <laughs> <laughs> and, of course, Cosmic Boys, chuckle, I promise, sweetheart. Ha-ha! Yeah. Uh, yeah. Can I tell you that? Yeah, this happens at sleepaway camp a lot. Okay. 
All right then. So they get into the tube car and they've got <laughs> to swallow their he- because they're heading toward the uh, the molten center of the earth. Everybody has to swallow their freeze pills, and basically what that does is that's what helps them to survive the uh, the encounter. So they take the and this is what happened to those two. The remember the tunnels that Supergirl drilled through the earth. Right. Ah. That's right. So here we have here we have a, some another example of some continuity going on here. Interesting. So, um, so the the pills take effect, and everybody's got like icicles hanging from their hair, and uh, they get past the heat, and they get uh, they get to their destination, and they check in the bag, and the doomsday bomb is gone. So quickly, Cosmic Boy's like, "Okay, great, you can uh, stop pretending to be a chick now." <laughs> <laughs> it's not working for me. I'm sorry. And uh, yeah. so, so, so they they head back to uh, to the Legion headquarters, and he says like. We've goofed on an assignment again, and and basically, you know, he says, I, I refuse to believe that one of us is a traitor, but, but you know, maybe our minds are being read by some criminal with telepathy. So don your mind helmets, and they put on, like, the goofiest ass, like, uh, they look like, uh, you know, like they're off to the equestrian races or something. Um, <laughs> or kind of like uh, the old Nazi helmets in a way. Oh, God, yeah. No kidding. If you look at, okay, on the very last panel, where Chameleon Boy's uh, shoulder yep. thing is right above Sun Boy's helmet. Oh, oh, God, you're right. It actually, his, his shoulder oh. pad actually looks like a spike. Yeah. Oh, God. A little spike. My, that's, that's subtle. That's unfortunate. <laughs> you darn ratsies. So, that's um, as uh, my Christmas picture a few years ago. Professionally done. It looks like I got a bow in my hair. <laughs> <laughs> Again, Rick, are you trying to tell us something? <laughs> I'm saying I've got to get better photographers. Indeed, indeed. So yeah, okay, you, you, you keep covering it up, Rick. It's fine. Yeah. Um, so Thanks he said. So he talks about you know ca- talking about their plans, and now we know that no one can read our minds. Um, and they talk about Meglaro, the uh, the evil alien who exists as a brain in a globe containing a fluid uh, chemical, which uh, gives him super mind power. Again, sound sounding a bit sort of Gildish Panny. Um, a little he bit. Just looks, he looks like some other character, but I can't think of who he reminds me of. No, no, exactly. So the globe, it turns out, is invulnerable. Um, can't be destroyed, but he may awaken at any time and, uh, and start uh, trying to conquer Earth. So the assignment that they have is to pick him up and um, transport him in a time machine to the year 100 million A.D., when our son will be dying and its planet's uninhabited, he'll be unable to harm anyone then. Now, of course, to uh, to Siegel, that's just the twenty second century. Um, that's true. So Not good with math. <laughs> that's right, people. Take a drink. Um, so, so Brainiac Five, Lightning Lad, and and Sunboy are carrying the villain, and uh, and he starts to wake up, and then Sunboy's ankle starts to bother him. And so uh, Maglaro says, I command you to release me. And he says, well, that's okay. We're wearing our mind helmets. Otherwise, we wouldn't be able to disobey your mental command. And so um, a saucer craft comes down, zaps their their mind helmets with an illegal Z-ray. <clears throat> and it turns I want one out of those attached the, to my car. for. It's, <laughs> it's the only weapon that has the power to melt lurium helmets. So Maglaro escapes, right? So he gets into he gets into the flying saucer and back to the back 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 to the clubhouse they go. 
And he's like, okay, there is definitely, you know, basically we've got a traitor and um, there's no way these guys could have known we were wearing lyrium. And so why else would they have had a Z-Ray? So Brainiac 5 is taking a look <clears throat> and uh, and they're seeing if he's discovered anything suspicious <clears throat> looking in the pro viewer. But but he says, no, I'm not seeing anything. But fortunately, the, the, the guilt detector is going to tell us who's double crossing us. Mm-hmm. So first he the has guilt the guilt detector. The guilt detector will tell us they have, who they're they double have a crossing. Jewish mother. Yeah. So so he says first I have to figure out a formula that's going to work on all of our bodies because of course different uh, from different planets there's different physiologies at work here. So so then it's like he's he's working out you know let's see uh fw21 over 17w minus 250 rogots for the difference in earth's gravity it's all uh, what's it balderdash and chicanery <laughs> well you know if you if you route the power coils through the um deflector shield oh, then no. um yes it will work <laughs> oh man so, so every then... star trek episode ever made anyway <laughs> So then, on. so Matter Reader Lad says, "Hey, wait a second. What if Brainiac Five's turned renegade like the original Brainiac?" And Saturn Girl's all, "No, it's an awful thing to say." <gasps> Ooh, Shatsy, how dare you say that? <laughs> exactly. So, so Brainiac Five adjusts the meter's controls, names it all of them, and, it, and he says the guilt detector reveals that the traitor among us is Matter Reader Lad. So Matter Reader Lad runs over him, and and suddenly there's metal bars there. <laughs> But as That's we know, true. he can eat metal bars. He's going to gnaw his way out somehow. Nobody's so stopping he, him. So he gets out and says, your lying accusation is untrue, but I won't let you get me. Goodbye, Legion. You'll never see me again. Of course, there are like two members who have like super flight powers. and <laughs> Yeah. Doo-doo-doo. They're apparently not here for this episode. So, now, so he, Wait so a minute. Sorry. I do have a question. Yeah. How is Matter Eating Lad flying? They have the flight belts now. Yeah. But, I mean, he's not wearing one. He don't have the flight belt or the rocket pack. Well, that's semantics. Clearly, he's wearing it underneath his costume. Yes. <laughs> well, we're going to go with that. Lunch? Okay. Yeah, yeah, maybe he ate a flying belt and it's inside. Yes. Uh-huh. So, um, anyway, so he says, that's it. That's proof. You know, basically, if, if he wasn't the spy, he would have stayed here to prove his innocence. And Lightning Lad says, choke. <laughs> We're washed up with the science police commission, but good. Poor, poor lightning lad. This is very rough on him. Um, yeah, it is. it's about to get rougher. <laughs> so, yeah. yes, it is. So, uh, Brainiac 5 said, you know, basically, yeah, it's a rotten break. You know, we were just about to, uh, we had a, you know, big, big job that was going to have us guarding the greatest treasures of, of the universe. And, uh, it, and there, so it turns out all those things are going to be on the planet Umrax for 48 hours. But now Legion discredited. There's no way that the uh, that the science police will let them take care of it, and it's all basically Matter Eater Lad's fault. So uh, Brainiac Five says he's gonna find he's going after that traitor, and he's gonna find him wherever he's hiding and drive him back to face justice. Uh, so you know, and and you know, even Bouncing Boys call him Matter Eater Lad a rat. <laughs> At least uh, Brainiac Five is going out by the exit. Well, that's true. That's true. He he didn't have to gnaw through any bars, fortunately. Um, so he returns uh, shortly, uh, well, a few hours later with Matter Eater Lad. And, oh, everyone is just, you know, like, like some boys just like jumping at him, says, you know, you rotten spy, wait till I get my hands on you. And and so 
Um, Brainiac 5 says, no, whoa, don't harm Matterator, lad. He wasn't a traitor. In fact, no Legionnaire was. So um, uh, Brainiac 5 explains. He says, remember explain when you said that your ankle pained you while we were carrying Meglaro to the time cube? Well, that was the clue. He says, uh, when, it, when I returned to the clubhouse, I examined everyone through the pro viewer, and um, he apparently aimed it at uh, some boy's uh, curative capsule in his ankle, and it turns out there was a tiny man operating a radio. There was a spy among them. It was microscopic in size, obviously placed within some boy's injured ankle by Dr. Landro's fourth-dimensional forceps. So it turns out that, so Lightning Lad figures it out. He's like, okay, so Dr. Landro works with a gang of interplanetary crooks, and uh, we had that accident, and it led to him operating on us and gave him the opportunity to plant these these things in us. And so he, mean, he says, that means, he says, it, it turns out he put a, a real curative camp, capsule in my knee and put the fake one containing the spy in super, some boy's ankle. That's why I was cured. But some boy still suffers some pain. Poor some boy. <laughs> um, he says, so it, it turns out he's correct. And so, uh, it, you know, he says, I guess, he says, I'm guessing that uh, he was normal size until Dr. Landro's gang reduced him. Uh, to uh, to miniature size and uh, using one of the shrinking rays invented by my evil ancestor, because apparently Brainiac was the only one that ever developed a shrinking ray. Um, so he says, now I see hidden inside some boy's ankle, the tiny spy monitored everything we said at our club meetings, and radioed the information to his gang. You know, but what I'm noticing though is that that capsule's pretty tiny compared to his size, and um, it's been a couple of days. Anyway, it turns out that uh, he'd scribbled a. <laughs> so this this is interesting. It turns out that what he had done was to, uh, I guess, to, to uh, matter reader lad. You know, they had they had this whole plan. He said, "When I pretend to escape, when I accuse you, you'll learn why later." So it turned out it was all a very clever ruse by Brainiac Five, and um, and it turns out you know, so Tenzel, you know, he he played along with the plan very nicely, and uh, and he realized that the spy would be listening to everything that was said. So he wanted. To, wanted him to believe that they hadn't learned the scheme. And uh, so that's when he talked about the whole thing with the uh, fabulous treasure on Umrax, which didn't exist. And it was really just to bait, uh, bait the, and lure the gang to Umrax. So sure enough, they turn on the planet Umrax uh, space monitor, and there's Superboy uh, tying up uh, Dr. Landro and some of the space pirates together. And, um, yep, so basically... <laughs> It's very convenient, isn't it? <laughs> indeed, indeed. Somehow he managed to quietly summon uh, Superboy to the future, and and there we have it. So it well, you know out- that uh, Brainiac Five did leave the room, so he could easily he uh, abs- without a doubt, absolutely. And so he says, you know, only we Legionnaires know that the planet Umrax contains a gaseous atmosphere that, that that renders anyone who lands on that world unconscious. Of course, doesn't affect Superboy. So Meglaro had accompanied the crooks to Umrax, and um, Superboy takes him through the time barrier to abandon him in the far distant future, as we had planned originally. What? Guess what? What? If you're Jeff Johns and you read that. Oh, that uh, Meglaro is coming back. Meglaro, Meglaro is, is the time is trapper. the time trapper. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> well, it's better than it's better than what they chose before zero hour. Oh yes, um, true. This is true. So he says, "Imagine that I've been carrying a miniature-sized spy around in my heel unknowingly. Well, actually, your ankle." 
And he says, it makes me feel like a, a Trojan horse. So he goes back for some uh, fourth dimensional <laughs> surgery, and they actually substitute a real curative capsule for the spy capsule. <laughs> and I love this. He says, uh, give me the original capsule, please. I want you to meet this tiny spy in person. So they uh, use an experimental in- enlarging ray to uh, restore the guy to newer to normal size. It's like, ooh, hope this one's going to work. <clears throat> Turns out there's only enough charge in it to work once. So they uh, they put the guy to big size, and science police officer is there to uh, to arrest him. And everybody is very proud of Brainiac Five. And, and the uh, alien so happy to get out and surrender, so he can run to the bathroom. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Like, oh, yeah, seriously. What's up with that? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Um, <sighs> so he says, he says, it's ironic that I, the great-great-great-grandson of the first Brainiac, solved a, pro- a crime in which my ancestor's diabolical shrinking ray was used by villains of this time era. Very ironic indeed. <laughs> so that takes us to the stolen, stolen superpowers. Darren, you want to take this one? Yeah, I'll take stolen superpowers. Enter the era of the Ice Queen, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> Here we have the uh, splash page alluding to what's going to be going on in the story. And we see Cosmic Boy is using his magnetic hands, thank you very much, um, to raise the superhero clubhouse high overhead with his powers. And But he's refusing to let it crash down to the ground, destroying it, as he has been directed by Saturn Girl. And Saturn Girl's on her um, little saucer there saying, Mutiny, eh? You'll be punished for that, Cosmic Boy. I command you not to use your superpower for 90 days. Why 90 days? We don't know. <laughs> but um, little does he know, and this is her thought bubble, the other Legionnaires suspect that I'm stealing away all their superpowers. And now we flash forward, or flashback a little bit to what's going on. And um, today we're going to uh, hold our annual meeting to elect a new leader. Da, 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 the, the first leader election. Yay! Sorry, I just um, want to, wanted to point out one thing. It is twenty nine sixty three. So right, we are crazy. we are correctly in the uh, the thirtieth century, and I'm just. Uh, oh, thank God! No, this one is again a, a Jerry Siegel story. So this time Siegel remembered it. Sorry, I just, yeah, Jer- Jerry Siegel and John Forte. Woohoo! Yeah. Um, and so Saturn Girl's there, and then she sees a capsule dropping out of the sky, and um, it is a message from Zaryan the Conqueror. And then uh, Saturn Girl whips out her little zappy gun there and destroys the capsule so the other Legionnaires will never know it came. So now, Saturn Girl has a secret. Ooh. And it's not from him. It just says, uh, I can read through the side of the crystalline capsule. Hmm. Zarya and the Conqueror. Zarya and the Conqueror. Mm-hmm. It's about him, but not from him. About him, not from him. Yes. And so um, everyone's there except for Superboy and Supergirl. <laughs> and there's no powers listed again. And that's fine because there's a whole gaggle of legionnaires in the room. Yeah. And yeah. so they're going to use the votomatic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, press the uh, likeness of your choice, and we'll know shortly who's won. You first, triplicate girl. And then they, triplicate girl, um, votes up and says, I can vote for myself three times. Ha <laughs> ha. Yeah, no. Um, Invisible Kid, um, it, it joins in with the banter and, uh, Cousin Boy just says, just vote, just vote. And um, after the last Legionnaire registers their vote, um, there on the wall is flashed the photo of the new leader, and it's Saturn Girl. And Colossal Boys, she won unanimously, which means she voted for herself. I'm shocked that's against Legion tradition. <laughs> um, 
This is the first election. I was just going to say that. <laughs> what tradition? Hello. Yeah, right. Hello. Someone wake Colossal Boy up. This is the first election. But this point has been brought up in many other subsequent Legion elections that the leader does not vote for himself. Mm-hmm. Um, Brainiac 5 says, Odd, I intended to vote for Cosmic Boy, yet I changed my mind at the last instant. Mm. Mattery says, So do I. And Saturn Girl's like, no wonder they look puzzled. I changed their minds with my power of super thought casting. I forced everyone to vote for me. <laughs> anyway, um, and so she starts um, on her um, leadership with um, the meeting will come to order. Colossal Boy, you're our treasurer. Has our club received any rewards lately? And we have a Spectrum Rainbow Bar. worth two hundred thousand dollars dang we received this rare medal as a reward for defeating the hirelings of zarya and the conqueror when they attempted to rob the solar bank and uh matter you lads like i'm a new member who is zarya and the conqueror well that's good tenzel because we don't know who he is either so let's have some exposition and he is an interplanetary criminal from the planet brock once Zaryan offered the Legion a fabulous bribe, not to oppose him, but we rejected it. Maybe it was a uh, rainbow medal. <laughs> it was a fabulous bride. Hmm. Bribe. Sorry. Um, and then yes. Saturn Girl seizes the spectrum. And Colossal says, what are you doing? And she's like, tossing the spectrum into this medallion manf- manufacturing machine. The me- mechanism's photo eye will transfer my image onto the product it will create within seconds. See? My picture is engraved on these medallions, the machine fashioned out of the spectrum. Legionnaires, from now on, all of us will wear these. Our treasury squandered $200,000 to feed your ego. I protest. And that's shrinking violet there, um, backing up Colossal Boy. Hmm. And she's like, silence, according to the Legion Constitution. The first mention of the Constitution, I believe. Yep. And Leader can use the treasury as he or she sees fit. Put the medallions on. And she's beginning to get this crazed Saturn Queen look on her face, isn't she? Well, and now I've got them right eggs. where, yep, I've got them right where I want them. <laughs> and listen to me, Legionnaires. The Legion has been run inefficiently. Oh, smack down to Cosmic Boy. <laughs> but now that right I, yeah, that's all changed. I demand the best from you. I'm going to test each Legionnaire. Whoever doesn't use his powers effectively will be punished severely. Ooh. You can almost hear the leather and the bullwhip. Now, can't you? Spike me, Saturn Girl. <laughs> and then Triplicate Girls. Goodness, I never dreamed Saturn Girl would turn into such a stern tyrant. Okay, let's 21st century that up. I never dreamed Saturn Girl would turn into such a bitch. <laughs> and look at her it's little so unlike her. And Ultra Boy says, careful what you think, Triplicate Girl. Remember, she can read minds. <laughs> And she could hear you because you're right next to her. <laughs> yes, seriously. What's up with that? Ultra Boy, I'm testing you first. I ordered you I ordered you to destroy that wrecked spaceship from another world with the heat of your Pentravision. Instead or of Penetravision, the vision that we just saw. Yeah. Yes, leader. Ah, concentrating hard on his Spectre Medallion. As he uses his fantastic vision, I'm activating the metal's unique properties so that his amazing power is being duplicated within me. Now, I, too, possess Penetravision. <laughs> You fail! I ordered you to destroy the ship, but you neglected to melt down its tail. For that error, I forbid you to use your superpower for 20 days or take part in any Legion missions. Now, leave! What's up with that? I melted everything except the tail. She's using a technicality. She's being unreasonably harsh. That's not a sentence Ultra Boy would say. Let's let's (laughs) translate that back. She's being a bitch. 
All right, Tropical Girl, you're next. Defend yourself with the ray gun I've tossed to you. In a few moments, you'll be attacked by a startling menace. Use your powers to fight it. Are you ready? Ready, Saturn Girl. Up, a Hydra-headed monster. Luckily, I'm from the planet Karg. We're at exposition. Y'all know what Tropical Girl can do, right? It's in her name. At least one of my three forms will succeed in forcing the creature into that cage with these power rays before the beast can overpower the other two of us. Oh, it's reading. It's leaping right through us. Ha ha, you idiot. <laughs> Saturn Girl's not really pulling any punches with her criticisms, is she? No, no. You battled a non-existent creature. What you saw was a 3D image cast by this film projector. Because you were fooled, I forbid you to use your powers for 30 days or take part in any Legion mission. Now change back to your single form. Little does she know, little does she realize her medallion now enables me to duplicate her powers whenever I wish. And typical girl, sob. Oh. <laughs> and, of course, we see this go on with shrinking Violet, who didn't shrink small enough. Sorry. Colossal Boy, who didn't grow tall enough. Sorry, sorry. sorry. Can we just stop here? Sure. I, I just, I just want to look at this one particular line. Oh, no problem. Not big enough, Colossal Boy. <laughs> I ground you for 120 days. You'll notice that the, the sentences just seem to be getting worse and worse. Yeah, I forbid you to use your shrinking power for 90 days. Yeah, and then 120 days. And then she rolls it back to a month. So it's uh, Well, know, for Lightning Lad, yeah. you know, she likes him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and um, now she's got Cosmic Boy's power um, and Sun Boy's power. And she's got everything but Superboy and Supergirl who are in different time eras. And then she points to the Legionnaires, I'm ashamed of all of you. <laughs> oh, and then Commander Loring of Worldwide Police, not Science Police. See, <laughs> and that's a couple of things that have kind of gone back, right? And, um, you know, when you look at the last story where we had the Science Police and we had, um, there was something else that's kind of, kind of zipped back to, plan. yeah. Yeah, where it's just kind of I don't know. It just it just seems um, it's a bit confusing because it, it seems that they've sort of gone back on a few things. But anyway, or these were written out of order, one of the two, and that's quite possible. Yeah, but we're about to order? get our first big Legion continuity issue here. Totally, so totally. And so because she's expelled everyone or, or grounded everyone, she has to go handle this emergency herself that she's being you know called off to. And some boys like, but. And Cosmic Boy's like, it's useless to reason with her. She's a woman. Um, <laughs> oh, sorry. Editorial. Uh, <laughs> op-ed. <laughs> this is where you can insert the uh, comment earlier, Paul. Oh, yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sure. Pick on me. Okay, fine. <laughs> um, <laughs> and she's like, everything's worked out perfectly. I'm going to meet Zaryan and... I now possess the stolen powers of all the other Legionnaires, just as I planned. Meanwhile, back at the clubhouse, <laughs> Lightning Lad's wearing his fetching green spacesuit, and there's Sun Boy and Phantom Girl appearing for the first time in this story. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, and Lightning Lad, you put on a spacesuit. You're not. I'm going after Saturn Girl. Phantom Girl, don't. She'll be furious if you defy her orders. <laughs> I don't care. I've discovered something important, and, you know, they're talking about Great, Scott, is it possible he's found out that Saturn Girl is in league with Zaryan? It would be awful if Zaryan has bribed her to ground us so we wouldn't be able to fight him. What if she's gone to help conquer Earth? <laughs> Meanwhile, out in space, Zaryan gloats. Woo -hoo -hoo. And then they're basically mustache twirling for two panels. 
And then Saturn Girl sees Lightning Lad and says, Lightning Lad, how dare you disobey my orders? Let me handle this alone. Return to Earth at once. And Lightning Lad's, I won't do it. And this is where we begin to get the hint of their romance. And it is unfortunately too little too late. Mm-hmm. Lightning Lad says, I've learned you made us wear the Spectrum Medallion so that you could duplicate every Legionnaire's power. And what's more, I know why you did it. I'm going to help you battle Zarian. No, no, you must go back. Please do as I say. I refuse. You're a noble girl and a great legionnaire, but I won't let you sacrifice your life for me and the others. Paul? Oh, oh wait, where is it? Choke! His anti-gravity <laughs> unit power, power unit is stronger than mine. I can't overtake him. <laughs> Moments afterwards, Lightning Lad has apparently um, blown up the ship. <laughs> no telling what happened to Zarian, but... <laughs> and... Yeah. and that panel was actually reproduced a lot whenever you whenever they sort of got into the uh, the Lightning Lad story. You know, they were always pretty loyal to that particular panel and showing it. And, and Saturn Girl says, "Oh no, Lightning Lad destroyed the invasion craft with lightning bolts, but at the same instant he was struck by a freeze ray from Zarian's ship." I'll fly you back to Earth quickly, Lightning Lad. With proper medical treatment, you'll be all right. And Lightning Lad says, "Stop kidding me. I know I'm done for. Please take me to our clubhouse. Don't deny my dying request." Soon on Earth, um, you're wondering yes. how I learned your secret, aren't you? You fooled all the Legionnaires except one. He told me the truth. Can you guess, reader? <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't Superboy or Supergirl. I know it was Super Superboy or Supergirl, and I'm sure I tricked all the other Legionnaires. So who was it? You forgot Legion member Monel. He inhabits the Phantom Zone until we make a serum, which will permanently rid him of his vulnerability to lead poisoning. Oh, you're right. I forgot that Monel was recently made a legionnaire. Some time ago, while hovering near you in the Phantom World, the invisible Monel witnessed. And isn't that a creepy thought? <laughs> yeah, he's just kind of hanging out. He's he just yeah, checking out the hot chicks. Huh? And, watching, and look, watching she, Saturn Girl's butt bend over. For <laughs> I was just gonna say. Boom! <laughs> um, and Monel reads the message in the translucent capsule, which said. Our computer machine predicts a Legionnaire member will die soon while using his or her superpower to battle an invasion of Earth by Zaryan the Conqueror. Our machine can't reveal which Legionnaire will die. The Trilop Council of Planet Myrnal. I would like to say that this should be retroconned as the High Seer of Naltor. Amen. So, okay. But, now, have you, know. you noticed that the, the planet Myrtle, Myrnal kind of uh, change around a couple of letters and add one letter to it? The last two letters, change those two letters around. So maybe it, this is coming from Xerox, the Sorcerer's World. Merlin. 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 Yes. I kind of noticed that. That's, that's probably what they were going for. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, so yeah, so yeah, Monel is totally being, uh, being the creep here, isn't he? Yeah. yeah, he's spying on Saturn Girl, and he's watching everyone, and... and um, should we call him Voyeur instead of Voyeur? <laughs> <laughs> well, we could, but... Mm. <laughs> and then um, he basically told... Monel told the plan to Lightning Lad, and of course that's when Lightning Lad decided to take off after Saturn Girl. And Saturn Girl says, that's exactly what I plan to do since we all know that fate can't be changed. Ha ha. Mm-hmm. I, I, <laughs> it only takes a retcon, people. <laughs> he chose to be the one-to-one. But if Monel knew... He wasn't able to tell me your plan until after you left Earth. Until then, sunspot disturbances prevented his telepathic message from getting through the Phantom Zone barrier. Really? Okay. <laughs> Just as sunspot static has recurred now so that I can't be sent into the zone. Don't cry, Saturn Girl. Better me gasp than you. Goodbye. 
<laughs> and a moment of silence for Lightning Lad. And Darren, he has died too. No, I'm here. Oh, okay. <laughs> so <laughs> sorry. So, so of course we have another the choke word balloons abound in this story. Yeah. Choke. Yep. It was noble of you to try and sacrifice yourself in his place, Saturn Girl, but he felt the same way about you. Lightning Lad is dead. Dead. Anyway. Um, and then Superboy comes through the barrier and and Su- Supergirl comes through the barrier with Lori Lamaris. Why? We don't know. Yeah. Um, she's never really met the Legion. I don't know. I don't, yeah. That, I don't think she ever that? appeared again in any Legion story that I can remember. I don't I know. Mean, but at the bottom of the page, you see Lightning Lad in the glass coffin. Yeah. Very... And we've Super seen that Boy and Supergirl yeah. looking on, and Sunboy, Violet, Kaz, um, Siren Girl, Bouncing Boy, and Cam there. Um, Saab will never, never forget him. Hey, I've got a question. Is this the first time that we've had Supergirl and Superboy there at the same time? I think so. I, I think so. We've had Superman and Supergirl, but I think it was yeah, yeah, Superboy yeah. Well, that's just I interesting because, of course, I mean, we've they've already established that that Superboy is made to forget things when he goes back. But uh, no, yeah. that's just right. kinda, that's just kind of interesting. And the whole because it made me think of it because of the whole Lori Lamaris thing because it's uh, you know it's it's quite some time before he's going to meet her. So true, yeah. very true. So they've got so this this glass coffin. Of course, we've seen that again recently in uh, Legion of Three Worlds. Um, we see Ron Vidar in in one of these uh, one of these coffins, and uh, mm-hmm. yeah. So anyway, and yeah. then we get all the flags of the United Planets have been lowered to half mast in honor of Lightning Lad's sacrifice. Um, and three aliens who may very well be the Luck Lords, or at least a an early oh, version right. of them. Ooh. Staring at, um, yeah, that's my interpretation of this. Um, staring at Lightning Lad in the sky, and then we get um, what well, looks like Lightless. Yeah, it looks like Ayla right there, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Yes. Yeah. Uh, foreshadowing people. <laughs> Lady looks like a dude in a couple of issues. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and then Saturn Girl was like, "I tried to save you, Lightning Lad. If only I could have died in your place as I intended, but it wasn't." Sob. <laughs> meant to be. Joke. Oh, <laughs> Apathy Lad will be so happy with that word balloon. I know. He'll be thrilled. And then as a final gesture, the beginning of the Legion tradition of the Hall of Heroes begins, and Lightning Lad statue is in place. And it says, um, in memory of Lightning Lad, the first Legionnaire to perish in action. And I believe, and I could be wrong, I, I did some research on this, but I could not find another example of anything that had happened like this previous mm-hmm. as an example of a major character who had died. Yeah, now I, it happens every month. But back then, in oh, what is this, 1963? Yeah, I couldn't find a character who was a member of a team who had actually passed away. And that's interesting because I'm trying to think if there was anything in like the uh, in in the in the golden age, you know, where there yes, were there were a few in the golden yeah, age. Okay, so. okay. But who, Rick? I'm just oh, curious. it is sort of. Uh, I'm blanking right now, but there was a couple characters. I mean, they're nothing spectacular. No, I mean, nothing, nobody, no. nothing big, exactly. No, nobody so, yeah. big, but it's just one of those things that just sort of uh, – okay, wait a minute. In MLJ, the Comet okay. died. That's how the Hangman came because he was the brother. Oh, that's right. That's right. Oh, okay. 
Yeah. Okay. There's that's a major character right there. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Fair enough. And 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 um and so but you know I think that that the the trend that they created is actually soon to come. And and I mean I'm being cryptic when we know. <laughs> that, yeah. When know, we right? get to, I'm gonna make a comment I mean, this, or two. This was a this was a big deal because let's face it, Lightning Lad uh, was one of the founding members and was pretty much in every story that we had seen of the Legion at this point. Just about yeah. every. I mean, he was he was in the when they needed a solo adventure of a Legionnaire, they used him. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So he was he was a popular character apparently. Yeah. So yeah. why so, kill him off? Mm? And we so, have to read this uh, this last uh, panel now. Speaking of foreshadowing, well, go ahead, Rick. Read it. Okay, is Lightning Lad really dead? Separated from his gallant companions for all time, or is it possible for the super science of the 30th century? Can restore his life. See forthcoming issues of Adventure Comics for the surprising answer. Ah, so, so yeah, I mean, they, they, you know, they had kind of already put it out there, but I think I still think that that would have been, um, you know, like like as Rick said, so the comet in the MLJ uh, comics, but but it was it was a rare occasion anyway. Oh, totally, it was to, uh, back to kill then. off a character, and because uh, you know, th- let's face it, they you know they really felt that they were making these things for kids, and so having a character die, you know, they didn't necessarily want to go that route, but uh, but it certainly had an impact, and um, and, and you know, we'll uh, we'll then see, as I say, as as we say, you know, like I, I was being cryptic, but the whole the whole idea of you know the dead character coming back, that's a big deal. Um, mm-hmm. And you know, oh, now, totally. again, again, something that now happens all the time. <laughs> like, well, even well, even back in the sixties and seventies, uh, Superman, Batman, a lot of them, you, you know, would die, but you know they'd come back. But even then, it was still a bit like it was not even it wasn't even the whole issue. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it was it yeah, was but with the Legionnaire, the you never know. Yeah, with the Legionnaires, you can kill off even a major character like Lightning Lad. Yeah, yeah. And, and they did. To... I mean, and, and, you know, I mean, I'm a huge fan of the Hall of Heroes that they show in a lot of the stories because it was really, really fascinating the way that they. Um, and, and Darren, I think that might have been one of the first Legion I- I- uh, images you ever saw. Yeah, I did. Because that um, opened that that opened that 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 issue that you picked up that the, uh, the opening of that so. issue was Bouncing Boy looking at. Um, I but forget who it was. It might have been Invisible Kid or it might have been Chemical King. Um, yeah, but yeah, he was in the Hall of Heroes looking at the statues, and, and he was, and he looked at all of them. And he was, and he was basically sort of, you know, flipping the flight ring up and down in his hand, trying to make a decision, and 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 so, so I mean, that's that that Hall of Heroes is a is a, a pretty chilling image because it it made you realize in a way that you didn't see in other comics that you know, and it was kind of like I guess they were to a certain degree, hey, we've got a lot of characters, we can kill off some of them, and they weren't yeah. afraid to do so, and it was like, it, and it was it was shocking. And by and large, they didn't come back. Yeah, that's kind of confused. I mean, you know, just to not give away too much, but some characters are killed off, but brought back. Yeah, but others are killed, but never returned. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. and and I mean, you know, it was like when when uh, you know when when the um, some of the ones that that died in sort of the early seventies when they when they were gone they were gone and and they did right. not come back and um, you know and that was uh, that was a pretty huge deal. Now there's a good example. I mean, which everybody has heard by now because of uh, Countdown and Lightning Slag and everything, is uh, Karate Kid, 
who was killed off in the 80s. They Which brought him Keith back. Keith loves to kill him. Yeah, but uh, that's what it gets to me is, I mean, that was one. You know, I'm a big Karate fan myself, Karate yeah. Kid fan. But, uh, you know, that there, I mean, if you bring him back, why didn't you bring him back? Uh, you know, there's, I don't know, about half a dozen other characters that have been killed off. Well, the only one who hasn't really come back uh, from the Silver Age Legion or the, the First Legion is Chemical King. Yeah. Well, I mean. In, well, he's never even, I don't even think he was even in the reboot or the no. reboot, was he? No. Nah. Well, he was, he was in the um, reboot in, as a, was, a reporter. Okay, wasn't not not anything like his original character. But his, I'm go ahead, Paul. Sorry, just just to uh, to to be fair, I mean, I mean, Lyle Norrick didn't come back as it wasn't really him. It was a wink and a nod to him coming back when he came back. Well, exactly, and and um, and and you know when when like so so Invisible Kid really didn't come back. Um, you know, uh, but in rebooted versions, he was, he, you know, that character was there. Right. He was there. But uh, but Chemical King himself, I, he's a character I don't think they could ever figure out what to really do with. You're, you're well, the thing right. about, Sorry, yeah, go ahead the, the Chemical King thing is when he dies, he dies stopping a nuclear reaction. And I'm like, okay, so why couldn't he have stopped the reaction in his own body? Right. Yeah, the, there's a way to bring Chemical King back if someone, you know, wanted if they to. Wanted, yeah, if but they wanted they, to. Mm-hmm. So it, it all depends upon the right writer, absolutely, and how they go about doing it. And if they want to make a character, you know, make a personality for him. Yeah, exactly. Because he he only appeared so many times, and he re- didn't really get a good. See, that basis was back when I was character. really. Yeah, you know, when Chemical Chemical King was really in there, was during my prime time of reading Legion. Mm-hmm. And during that time, he never had a real personality until like his last appearance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, then and it's he, like, had a, he had wine, a decent wine, personality wine. in the Secret Origins episode issue. Oh, that Secret Origins yeah. issue was fantastic. Yeah, the, the, See, the right Secret to, Origin right of that. the Dead Legionnaires or something like that. Okay, yeah. yeah, it was a great story about Chemical King and how he and Invisible Kid were close and all that stuff. Oh, oh yeah. But why couldn't they have done that? If they would have done that earlier, and you know, like I always said, there's no such thing as a bad character, just bad writers. Absolutely. And uh, they could have done something with him. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, they made a well, little thing. That's why I'm glad that, um, like DC has done with bringing Hal Jordan back. You know, does Earth need four Earth lanterns? Not necessarily, but they so far haven't gone the easy route of killing one of them off. Mm-hmm. Yes. So you know if they kill one of them off, it's going to be story-related, or else they would have done it long before now. Exactly. And they really made uh, them all with different personalities and interesting. I mean, uh, they made Guy that, Gardner go That's the from, issue you know, with 30-plus you know, characters in a book is how do you make all these white guys interesting and different from one another? Yeah. You make a couple green and orange. And <laughs> well, we've got a green well, one. we got an orange one. They're really, yeah, I mean, even though they're green they and orange and stuff, they, they really are just white guys. Yeah. With a different color. And I don't mean that in a bad way. I'm just saying no. they're very homogenous, you know, especially yeah. in the 60s. There wasn't a lot of differentiating any of them at this point, really. So, no, and, and even when they tried to do that later on, you know, that, that that's how we got, like, Tyrock. 
Yeah, that was an yeah. unfortunate embarrassment. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Shut your mouth. <laughs> I'm just talking Ty Rock. That was He's the most unfortunate. That's going to be a black exploitation <laughs> extravaganza. Oh, what that's my God. Be. Yeah, so, I mean, you know, it, it, it's... I think part of it is that these guys didn't know how to handle it. Um, there was a, you know, there was there, there was some discussion of of just the handling of of race in uh, in the Legion um, at the 50th anniversary pa- panel that they held at San Diego. And one of the things Levitt said was there was a real worry about uh, getting a bunch of comics returned uh, from the South. And, oh yeah. Um, and you know, there there was there was some some real fear as to sort of how to how to do that, and then what, when they would do it, you know, how do we do it right? And arguably, they really didn't do it right. Probably until no. until probably not until Levitz was right in the Legion, and uh, when he brought in uh, Jacques Fuckart. Right. You know, and uh, and and that's a name to really. Be real careful how you say. I I was just thinking that. <laughs> just, I, as I said, it was like whoa. <laughs> uh, it's Focar. The T is silent. It is France. <laughs> um, and and I should uh, just just to note that uh, issue that Dead Legionnaires issue of uh, Secret Origins is issue forty seven, and it covered um, Chemical King, uh, Karate it's- Kid, and Feral Lad. An invisible kid, wasn't he? Oh, sorry. And, um, yeah, because I remember him on the cover. Sorry, fe- features Feral Lad, Karate Kid, Chemical King, and Invisible Kid. So it was it was all four of them. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, and the, I think Invisible Kid's more in the Chemical King story than the other two. So. Yeah, because they they did that the the they sort of added that little thing where they kind of interrelated them, and that was that was really interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because. Right. Sorry. Go ahead. I was just going to say because of they were both into uh, science. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Anyway, and it would make sense. It would make sense. So there you go. So we're uh, we're we're just over an hour in. So we should uh, we should call it a night. We should shut up, huh? That's that's not (laughs) what I'm saying. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just uh, just keeping an eye on the time. Yeah, that's probably uh, a good thing. And and the recording's crapped out on me twice, so I figure I'm I'm tempting fate every second. Oh, geez, that's bad. Okay. So well, good night. So comments as email. always email. are welcome at uh, Legion of Substitute Podcasters at gmail.com. Uh, you can join the discussion at the forum at forum.legionofsubstitutepodcasters.com and um, or you can head on over to our site and uh, leave comments on the episode pages there. That is legionofsubstitutepodcasters.com. And uh, other than that, we will head into the time uh, into the time bubble and head back to the 21st century. Now from the 30th century, so it's a, it's a bit of a longer trip back. And uh, we will see you next week. And once again, Happy New Year. Woohoo! Bye! You are listening to Legion of Substitute Podcasters, episode number 13. In this one, somebody cacks it. Is that a gay thing?